Welcome to the Power to Heal Living Unbroken podcast. I'm Sonia Lin, a master healing coach and transformational life coach. I had a request to do an episode on um, alcoholism, and I know I had done a brief episode previously on addictions, and so well, I'm just going to jump in. Um, I saw that this is episode um, 33, which that number really encourages us to live our life with strength and optimism and enthusiasm. Um, there's uh, energies of blessing here with a number 33 and companionship and honesty and really stepping into courage and bravery and, and self-discipline. So 33 is just this number for all things to be possible and know that you're supported and loved. So I love that it just happened to be 33 um, for alcoholism. So the root emotions behind here are guilt, inadequacy, self-rejection, and an affirmation here can be, I live in the now, each moment is new. I choose to see myself worth, I love and appreciate myself. So I'll try to remember to add that again at the end. So such a heavy topic and, you know, addictions, they're the solutions to a problem um, it's not the substance until, you know, the substance isn't going to be removed until the need for it is, is gone. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to, um, end the, the need for it or the excessive, you know, the the abuse for whatever substance or whatever we're addicted to until we meet that need in a healthy way. So we're not going to let go of something because in survival, we're going to find ways to meet these needs no matter what. So it's not, we're not going to let go of that substance is what I'm trying to say. Um, And until we take care of what is underlying. You know, the conscious mind will say, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, then the subconscious takes over. And it's from unhealed trauma. It's from emotional traumas. Um, You know, you look at kids, people are more isolated than ever, um, stuck inside trying to find connection. It's this sense of love in connection um, that we all need. And when people lose connection, they become addicted. Um, broken society, you know, um, at, at a parent, you know, a parent at home, keeping the family connected. Um, you know, families are extensively broken these days, hence the the living unbroken and breaking that cycle and the marriage masterclass that I have for the couples that I work with and and officiate, officiate, 
<laughs> officiate for. I'm recording this pretty late in the day um, because they're no longer, the family is no longer a functioning unit. 96% are in dysfunction. So it's about breaking this cycle that is not working for us and healing our past traumas and having these skills and tools of understanding in, um, you know, in schools and for homes to have this emotional awareness and how to have, um, these, you know, coping mechanisms and self-leadership on how to meet our own needs in a healthy way and breaking this codependency cycle. And that's really what is underlying addiction, not knowing how to meet our needs on our own in a healthy way and being dependent on something else or someone else. So shifting into in dependence. So um, alcoholism, that was the, the request here. Um, so the emotions there, let me just... Let's see. Um, there's so many directions to go with this because there's so many things that we can become addicted to. And really, when we find, you know, ways to meet three or more of our needs, which I've talked about in previous um, episodes, then we can have addictive behaviors to them. And it's not. Um, who we are. We're not our behaviors. Um, so recognizing that and, and separating that it's not our identity. And let's see, there's something I'm just looking for here. Um, so the emotion. So if we're really the focus, I'm going to shift over to alcoholism here. And there could have been suffering from a hostile love-hate relationship, whether with parents, um, feelings of being emotionally insecure and uncertain about your identity, right? Separating that, um, you know, even this confusion of picking up, you know, parents' identity or wondering. Um, where we fit in as far as into family and belonging. So because love is often brought nothing but pain, which, you know, ultimately love is, um, you know, what doesn't hurt, then we don't trust or open up our heart to anyone. So they're basically... If yourself or someone you know, you know, has learned how to cope without the nurturing love of a, a mother here, um, then this can be a tendency. And alcohol, you know, gives that temporary free ticket out of a stressful circumstance. So it's a form of self-medication, this coping mechanism to deal with problems without feeling the emotional pain. And ultimately, you can't access the higher emotions, um, the, the positive emotions. So, um, you know, you're not able to feel joy and, um, 
you know, access our intuition. Um, so it's really numbing um, that that void, that pain, but it is numbing from accessing the positive, healing, um, pleasant emotions. So really a destructive lifestyle patterns have been established as a result of feeling devalued and undeserving of happiness. So often expressing the feeling of joy was not allowed during childhood. Um, No one was allowed to maybe have fun while influential people were stressed. Um, You know, life felt very heavy. There wasn't a lot of fun or enjoyment um, around. So you may feel that Um, being happy is a threat to your safety because maybe there was punishment wherever you had expressed joy. Um, So really this feeling of undeserving, of acceptance, and often working very hard to gain recognition and praise externally outside of yourself. And this can, you know, create problems due to need... um, to a need to rescue or support others. And this can stem from our own need to be supported and rescued. Um, Not recognizing that there is this support from the world. And oftentimes support doesn't come in the way that we think, but ultimately um, there is support. And so helping people outside the family can take priority because it makes you feel important. So it can be that wounded helper energy and it feels better. We feel we're, we're meant to serve. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, helping can be to be feeling liked or, or loved. So by contrast, helping those within the family only adds to your responsibilities and burdens, focusing more um, on others outside of yourself, out of the family, um, because outside of the family, in a way, um, maybe a way of punishing loved ones sub- subconsciously. And there can be the belief that you're a victim of your bad habits and really feel powerless, just helpless to be able to control them. So, not having that. Um, self-control. So alcoholics often create a life for themselves where everyone else is looking after them and always rescuing them and, you know, enabling them. So they may blame others um, for the behaviors and challenges being faced um, if it's you know for you or, or someone else, I'm flip-flopping from, from back and forth, but the, the person here may even blame um, spouse, parents, children for becoming an alcoholic. So projecting responsibilities onto others, which is a way to avoid seeing how um, the destruction is you know self-inflicted. So there can be the feeling that the world owes um, for all of the suffering that's been endured. So, you know, it's this inner child, it's childlike behavior making decisions. And 
um, you know, possibly growing up and maturing into an adult was painful. So there's this constant need to numb the emotions and we must feel them in order to heal. And we try to avoid expressing emotions, even if it means that you fail to attain your life goals. So one personality may be displayed at home and another, you know, gentle, more gentle and compassionate personality might be displayed in public. And the general public is usually blissfully unaware of how brutal and abusive, um, you know, the person can be behind closed doors. So as an adult, you're no longer the victim. You're now the abuser in relationships. You've overcorrected poor personal boundaries by exercising um, power with aggression and rage, which is a false sense of power. Um, and we can tend to attract partners that suffer from low self-esteem, self-loathing, targeting insecure individuals um, is safe because you know you won't be abandoned or challenged. So a partner with healthy boundaries um, and you know self-love and worth would leave. So it's important that the people who share a house with an alcoholic also work on their own boundaries. Um, so there's a lot of uh, manipulation here. There can be bullying of family members into believing what you say and promise from the head, but they're not coming from the heart. And long-term alcoholics, and you know, I, I don't like to use labels because they really limit us, but with the uh, behavior, often take loved ones um, for everything they are worth. Uh, you know, financially, emotionally, if the family allows it. So there's a lot more um, here, and, and we're going on 15 minutes. Um, but it's really, it can be um, a, a lifelong journey for some people. But really getting to the heart of what needs healing before it's not going to just be this overnight. It's really understanding what is beneath it and being able to start the shift from codependency to independence and having that self-love and compassion for um, yourself or for themselves and um, you know, creating some wins and new experiences and finding ways to meet those needs in a healthier way. And that journey of self-love and discovery. So I said I wanted to end again with um, an affirmation to start with. To repeat over and over that I live in the now. Each moment is new. I choose to see myself worth. I love and appreciate myself. And it may mean faking it till you make it, but just starting to say the words and having some compassion um, for yourself. And oftentimes addictions didn't start with us. They were passed down, these behaviors and lack of emotional awareness um, and you know, through ancestors. And that's really a lot of what is going 
on now. We are this dark night of the soul. Um, there's less ways to escape. There's a lot of fear being in survival mode. Um, and a, a time where there's choice. It can go towards addiction or we can go towards um, looking within and taking responsibility into self-discovery and self-improvement. And I know for myself, after my divorce, uh, which was excruciating and discovering that I had a love addiction um, because I had codependency behaviors and I didn't understand it, but it was breaking an addiction. And I knew in speeches I've given that I, I never had done, you know, drugs or alcohol. Um, but I was describing the burning pain and emptiness in my chest as I would rock uncontrollably with this fire in my chest. I would try to describe it to my loved ones that it just felt like withdrawals from an addiction, but I had never done drugs or alcohol. Well, it was a love addiction and underneath there was abandonment and loneliness and learning how to meet my needs on my own, not looking outside of myself for that. I had to learn that self love and worth um, and, and get to know who the true me was because I didn't know who I was without who I was told or thought that I was. Um, so just got off on a, a little tangent there, but um, underneath is, is codependency. And um, it is a journey. It is a process. And that's really just, I think, where I'm going to leave it at that. So I hope that sheds some light and some help. Um, and for some people that is their life journey of overcoming addictions. And of course, alcoholism is, is a big one. Um, because you know, it, it works in the sense of, um, not wanting to feel the pain and to be able to numb it. And I guess what I was going to say, sorry, as I'm kind of rambling on is I remember um, it was my sister and I said to her, um, I was having a really, really, really rock bottom day. And I just called in hysteria crying and, um, didn't know how to feel better on my own. And I told her, I, I can see why people go to alcohol because I can't handle this pain. I did not know how make myself feel better on my own and she said Sonia do not do it and I didn't I didn't become addicted to it I did have my days of um, going out and and partying after the divorce um, and living my <laughs> youthful years that I hadn't done uh, because I was pregnant at the drinking age of 21. Um, and I don't mean to say it lightly, but really we want to take ourselves lightly and not have life be so heavy. Uh, but it is, it is a heavy topic, but it is each individual's journey. 
and it's uh, we can't fix others we can't change others it is only when we are ready and um, I hope that sheds some light so I said I was going to stop and now we're at 20 minutes so um, as always in love and light and if this is you um, you know it's a process to learn to be kind to yourself Um, it's not an overnight thing but it starts with the taking the responsibility and wanting to take action and you can do it but at first it takes believing in yourself you are worthy you are loved you are never alone in love and light namaste